0: Are you someone who knows what to do, has all the tools, but still hasn't seen the transformation that you desire to see? Does money scare the living shit out of you and makes you feel like there is something wrong with you or that you're inadequate a little bit? If this is you, if you are someone who is smart, capable, talented, gifted, all the good stuff, but money still feels like this wild, rabid animal that's always going to be out of your control no matter what you do to train it. And if maybe you find yourself budgeting, like maybe that's the second scenario, like you're a good budgeter, but then you fall off the budget a little bit too often by saying, ooh, it won't hurt to buy this one little thing. Um, maybe also you are unable to save up to do what it is that you want to do because no matter how much you make and how much, you know, you try to plan in your head, money keeps slipping through your fingertips. So what I'm trying to get at is you know what you need to be doing in your brain, but you've got you're struggling with implementation because it's not what you need to know. It's not like you're lacking the knowledge or the education. It's an issue with implementation and that is making you feel self-defeated and you're sick of that inner monologue that says you never do what you say you want to do. So why am I so precise with these things? Because I've been there, And because my clients have been there too, so grab your journal and get comfy, you are in for a treat. This episode is pretty much like a little mini masterclass. I am going to tell you exactly why this happens, and then I'm going to tell you how you can self-coach when this happens with you on a day-to-day basis. (sighs) Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Fear Podcast. My name is Nadine Zahmod and I'm your money coach for the next 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I help creative people just like you, people that are talented, creative, heart-led, become better at money. And I do not believe that anyone in this world can become better at money from from just implementing lack or just through following a budget. I do believe that money is way deeper than that. And I do believe that we can all tap into abundance through many other ways that do not involve budgeting and repeating some stupid affirmations because This is all about going deeper within ourselves, healing the relationship we have with ourselves, and everything I do is, you know, it has a holistic trauma-informed approach. I want you all to become better at money because money in the hands of good people equals good things happening in the world. And I would love to see all of you just thrive and have the freedom that you crave so that you can do whatever the fuck you want with life, right? And honestly I know this is hard I know this could feel like Oh what the hell is she talking about Doesn't she, doesn't she know where I'm at Yes I do know where you're at I grew up in the Middle East Lots of scarcity Lots of scarcity at home Lots of scarcity around me I had money blocks until I don't know um, I mean I've talked about it a lot in previous episodes So there is the first episode Who the fuck's Nadine Zama Go listen to that if you want to hear about My personal money story And how I healed my own money blocks But honestly life right now after doing all the money work it really exceeds my wildest dreams it's crazy like for me like this little girl from Jordan doing the things that I do now it's wild I travel whenever and wherever the fuck I want to I work for myself I help others (laughs) with their own money blocks through my various programs I've got the money sanctuary which is my group coaching self-paced course hybrid and also the one-on-one holistic money journey so I like to think of myself as a spreader of joy and freedom. And this episode is aimed at helping you unburden yourself from that feeling of yucky inadequacy and disempowerment that money might make you feel. I want to help you better understand your self sabotaging financial behaviors and teach you holistic ways to break these negative patterns. However, I am going to start off this episode with a quick biology lesson. P.S. I am not a neurobiologist. I'm a money coach. And this is, you take this with a grain of salt. I'm talking about this from the lens of helping you better understand how your brain and how your biology reacts with something like money. So, you know, if you are a neurobiologist or you know more than me, don't judge. This is from the lens of money. So our human brain is divided into um, three brains based on our evolution. So they call this the triune brain concept. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. So the first layer, let's say, is your reptilian brain, our reptilian brain. So that's the primitive and um, you know, primal brain that we have. And it's In charge of survival and reproduction. So basically, the fight-flight-freeze actually comes from that primal brain. It's the oldest brain from the evolutionary perspective. And it's in charge of all the automatic behaviors or autonomic behaviors which ensure our survival. Like I was saying, you know, the reproduction and um, survival. (laughs) So it is the reflexive brain the survival brain. Wrapped around that, I don't know if it's literally wrapped around that, but let's just say that's the brain 2.0 is the mammalian or the limbic system. That's the emotional center where we experience our emotions and where implicit memories are also stored. Um, So it deals with our emotions, like I was saying, and also nonverbal behaviors and then after that is the neocortex or brain 3.0 <laughs> so that is our critical thinking brain that is our logical brain intellect intellectual thought and verbal language that is our reflective brain remember how i was saying that the um reptilian brain is a reflexive brain the neocortex is the reflective brain that's where you know, the logical thinking happens. It's quite complex over there. Um, Abstract thoughts, language, imagination, higher order thinking, and like thinking about thinking kind of thing. So that is my oversimplified (laughs) explanation of uh, the three brains. So why I'm mentioning this on a podcast about Well, I don't think this podcast is just about money, but it's kind of geared towards money trauma. And like I was saying, getting over that so we can experience freedom. So why the hell am I talking about this? So let's just say you're driving, you're just driving, you've listened to music, driving, having a good time, whatever. And all of a sudden you slam your brakes, you slam on your brakes because you saw a dog crossing the street or even maybe a person. You don't have a millisecond to think thank God for that because this is when your reptilian reflexive reflex brain kicks in. So what is happening when your um, body, like when your nervous system detects a threat or detects something that is dangerous, so in this case, the dog, you don't want to kill the dog, oh, don't say that, Um, it just disconnects your neocortex so that all your energy all your calories all your attention goes into survival so you are ready to do a reflex a reflexive action so that is a really good thing that we have where that part of our brain gets disconnected so that we ensure that we stay alive because that's the primary function of the nervous system is to make sure that we remain alive For example, I had this really weird situation where I went into um, Myers here in Melbourne years and years ago and I wanted to buy a backpack, right? So I walk into Myers. It's like a big mall and I started randomly, like I started, I self-combusted into tears. I didn't know why. I didn't know what was happening. And I ran out of the shop and I was like, what the fuck was happening? And then I realized that as I walked in, They were playing a song, and that song reminded me of a very painful memory that shut off my frontal brain, my neocortex, and fired up my amygdala, my emotional brain. Let's just not get too technical. It fired up my emotional or mammalian brain. Next thing I know, I was running away from the damn shop crying like an idiot. (laughs) So again, that logical brain got shut off. Anything that threatens our safety will trigger our reptilian brain into action. And that totally bypasses our critical thinking brain. So, all that well of intelligence and the information that you have up there, like I was saying, like the uh, title of this episode, you're smart, you're capable, but why does money still scare the shit out of you? It's because when you are triggered, that well of information and intelligence is completely bypassed. And when your nervous system feels threatened, you go into survival mode. And there's a lot that can trigger your reptilian brain. And um, like I was saying, that's all your brain and your nervous system wants is to keep you out of danger and keep you safe. So my I just want to emphasize here on something. The goal is not for you to not for us or not for humans to only think critically and logically and not emotionally what we want is for all these three parts of our brain to work in tandem so that we are making conscious choices and feel our feelings and also we also act Out of instinct, we want to act out of instinct, whether it's in an emergency situation, or like, you're going for a walk and your gut saying like, go to the left, you know, that kind of thing. So we want three of them to work in tandem. But when you are triggered, you naturally lose access to logic because of your physiology. Your nervous system cannot differentiate between a tiger or a bill that you just received. It just wants to protect you. So it does what it does best. So again, when there's a threat, naturally, as a reflex, you either fight it, you run away from it, you hide from it, or you dissociate from it. And money is triggering as fuck. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, no, money doesn't trigger me. It doesn't trigger me like it used to. Like, for example, before, if a bill would be like 30 bucks or $20 over what I expected it to be, I would go into this downward spiral and get triggered and go crazy. Right now, I'm fine with that because I've done all the healing work. Um, But now like it takes way more for me to get triggered and it happens way, way less often. So why or what makes money triggering? What I mean by triggering, it means that it triggers an emotional reaction, which in turn triggers actions that are classified as emotionally charged or lacking rhyme or reason. In relation to money, money can create a survival or emotional reaction depending on your circumstances and your perspective, your conditioning and your memories. So a a money-related memory or a money-related situation, rather, it can actually shut us off from our critical thinking brain, causing us to react emotionally and behave in an irrational manner. And that could be from something that is like a memory directly related to money from your past, or it could be um, something that and you've done an association in your subconscious mind from um, your early years. So if money scares you, or if it directly or indirectly dictates your sense of worth, belonging, value, or your, or your safety, it is going to be something that triggers you very natural and it makes sense when I put it this way, right? The logical way of thinking of it is no money equals no food or shelter. So that is a logical way, but I want you to start expanding the way you think about things because it doesn't need to be logical. What triggers you does not need to be universally true, but it, it if it, it's true, if it's true for you, okay? So look past the linear, this is not like one straight line money equals this it could be but if you were like uh but when i was a kid we had food we had shelter we had everything but still money scares the shit out of me it's because sometimes most of the time it's not that much of a straight line if you have any um wounding, like I was saying, around worth and belonging and safety and how, uh, how well you were loved. Not saying that your parents didn't love you, but sometimes when we receive love that is conditional, meaning we receive more love if we have good uh, good grades or if we receive more love for doing chores, that just gets internalized. It could get internalized as conditional love, right? So all of this is inter- interwined and it's Exactly why money still, you know, causes this reflective brain to fire up, cutting you off from your reflective brain. So for me personally, when I find myself falling into scarcity, it's because my inner child freaks out. Because somehow um, scarcity, when I find like there's a resource that's scarce, even if it's not related to money, it could most of the time it is, but even if it's like anything. It's somehow linked to losing everything and then me being discarded and being unloved and all alone. And I say this, I mean, there is a bit of a, a ping in my heart when I say it. So I'm not going to just say it's all like casual, I like, talk about this openly. It does ping me to say it, but it doesn't ping me like it used to. It doesn't hurt like it used to. And I share this because I wanted to, t- to tell you how indirect it is. And it took me years to uncover this. And it has taken me years to uncouple this link. But this is just an example to show you how money triggers my core wound, which is abandonment. And our core wounds boil down to I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable enough. So for you, maybe you can stop seeing if money is a trigger and you've had everything you wanted growing up from the material sense, how is it triggering an emotional response? Okay. And just remember that this connection, it was created back when you were a child. So, I made this connection between no money equals I'm going to end up alone, forgotten, sometimes in childhood. I can somehow track that down to the circumstances in which I grew up in, which is like lots of poverty around me and refugees and wars and all of that. And also whatever was happening in, inside the house. So so I think that's when the connection was established. So when your system feels threatened, it shuts off your thinking brain and you act from survival. Acting from survival can look differently, but it, one thing, you know, we all act from survival in different ways, but one thing that we all have in common is that we are not acting in the way we think we should be acting or we know better, you know. Acting from survival generally means that you're acting from from the four Fs, which is fight fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And I am going to be talking a lot about that on this podcast in future episodes. So a huge source of our behavior in our day-to-day lives is that primal reptilian brain. Whenever we behave irrationally rather than logically, know that you're being hijacked by your reptilian brain and not it's not because you're broken, it's because somehow your system feels threatened. Okay, and actually, this is a well known truth. Um, We've been manipulated for decades by corporations who trigger this, um, you know, our primal brain to buy things, you know. So, just saying. (laughs) So, what can you do about this? All right, so one of the things that I love doing is called orientation, or orientation in the room or the surroundings. So remember how I said that on a, you know, like a not very obvious level, your nervous system detects threat and it takes you into survival mode. And then all of a sudden you find yourself acting emotionally wherever you are, whether you're at the mall at Myers <laughs> or you're online or you got a bill. So whether it's like a situation where you are about to spend uncontrollably, or you go into a freeze stuck mode of like, shit, how am I going to pay this? First thing you need to do is orient yourself to your surroundings. Show your nervous system that you're not being pursued by a tiger. This activates the prefrontal cortex, and it can, um, it's done through bridging our, our cells and our awareness back to safety. So what happens, what I would say, like what I would do and I, I would like for you to start experimenting with is once you catch yourself, stop, take a deep breath and then become hyper vigilant your, about your surroundings. Look around you, show your nervous system that you're safe. Look at if you're in a room, even if it's a room that you are in all the time, look at it like you've, you're looking at your surroundings for the very first time in your life. Like, wow, look at that fan. Look at that TV. Look at the details. That will really slow down all the things that are happening physiologically. But also, like I said, it shows you that you're safe. Okay. Um, Also breathing, sometimes breathing exercises don't work for me when I'm very emotional, but if it works for you, good. So taking in deep belly breaths, that's awesome. Um, And then another thing is, and that this comes with awareness. I don't know where you're at with your healing journey, but if you're someone that has a relationship with your inner child, this is a very good time to start speaking with your inner child, because what's happening is that um, it's that inner child part of you that's being triggered through the whole nervous system response. That's why it's actually responding because a part of you feels threatened. Um, I would say go to my website and do the money archetype quiz. The money archetype quiz is fucking awesome. I love it so much. My clients love it so much. It is deeply, immensely helpful in situations like this because um, it will tell you how each archetype reacts and behaves and, What you're trying to protect yourself from when you're reacting or acting or emotionally, you know, doing something, um, what your tendencies are. So when you do the quiz, you'll get the results. And, um, so there's ways where you can learn more about it, or you can just book a coaching call with me and I can help you with this. But honestly, money archetypes are such a good tool to have in this situation. Um, and also reminding yourself, I like to do this a lot. Like when this is happening, I remind myself of the physiological, um, chain reaction that's happening in my body. So I go like, Oh, okay. So I'm threatened. My logical brain is going offline. This is not because I'm broken. This is really good. Thank you body for doing this for me. This is really cool. So now I'm going to show myself that This is not the situation. And if you're someone that goes into like flight mode, like, oh my God, I'm going to do this quickly. I'm going to do this now. I recommend going into slow-mo orientation and then going slow, like doing whatever you were doing very slowly. This reminds you that you're here now, but it also starts telling your nervous system to slow down because everything is okay. Okay. Another thing that my clients love doing is to um, look at their bank account. So let's say you got a bill and you're like, shit, I'm never going to make this happen. I'm really shit with money. I'm really, really, all that, you know, spiral, go on your internet banking and look at your bank account, look at your um, emergency fund and show yourself that you're actually okay. If you're okay. I mean, obviously if it is empty, don't do that. And uh, no judgment here, but if you do have money in your bank account, if you are someone that it's a new thing for you to have an emergency fund and have several buckets that are fulfilling your other saving goals, but your nervous system still hasn't caught up with this updated version of you show yourself that you have these, um, structures in place. A couple of days ago, I had a client that was freaking out about a money situation. Um, and I asked her, like, is this normal for you? Because she wasn't making the money that she wanted to make through her business this uh, so far this year. I said, this is normal for you. She goes, no, not really. So I told her, why don't you go and look at your profit and loss statements from exactly a year ago? What about six months ago? What about 18 months ago? And she looked at them all and she's like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm not doing that badly. And that's because, you know, our nervous system is not... How many times have I said nervous system? Oh, my God. You should see, in our house, we just talk about... I just talk about nervous system. I mean, if Tommy was a drinker and we, we did drinking games, he'd be drunk all day. <laughs> Every time I say trauma or nervous system. But anyway, like, your nervous system is not up to date with your reality. So, and one more thing. One more thing, please. I just want to say something. Regulation, regulating your nervous system is not the solution. Remember, the real issue here is that money triggers you into this emotional downward spiral. That is the piece that you need to work on. That needs healing, that needs addressing, that needs reparenting. Regulating your nervous system is for just a situation in the here and the now where you are disconnecting from your logical brain and you need to reconnect because we can't do any healing if you're still in that survival that is why regulation is important okay so we regulate just to cope with the situation that we have here and now but regulation is not the solution we need to do some healing okay so another thing is that there's no shame if you feel a little bit like red-handed with this whole episode no shame like i said i was there lots of clients were there they're not alone um and be patient this is this healing thing is gonna take a long ass time the reason why even though you have a budget, you have good income, you have all that stuff happening for you, but you're still feeling triggered, is because these things are band-aid solutions. If you want a proper, proper, proper healing journey, it's going to take time. Like when I work with someone, it's minimum six months. So if you're doing this on your own, or if you're doing this with a coach, or if you're thinking about doing this with me, just remember, it will take time. It will need your patience, okay? So... I am going to jump off right now before this gets too long. And I say the word nervous system or trauma one more time. (laughs) But um, going forward, I think I'm going to be talking more about the nervous system. (laughs) And in the meantime, go and do the money archetype quiz. And um, yeah, that will be very helpful for you. All right, everyone. Love you and leave you. I'll see you next time. Ciao.